Welcome. You are now listening to the Anything Goes podcast with your hosts, Greg and Alex. This is Mecca, and you're listening to the Anything Goes podcast. We're talking about you and I Check. Check. One, two, one, two, three, five, twelve, fourteen, five, 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 five star podcast. That's who we're speaking with today. And I ain't talking about the Anything Goes podcast with Greg and Alex. Although I am one half of that. Greg, a.k.a. Crazy Greg, a.k.a. Pooh Bear. I might be the five star. Which means we're joined by... You're definitely not the five star. (laughs) It's Alex. What's up? What's up, Alex? You're the reason why we're like four and a half. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, hopefully we're that high now. (laughs) But uh, we got a five-star podcast joining us today. Yeah, we do. So what an honor that was. Mm-hmm. What an awesome interview. Definitely. Uh, we got the opportunity to speak with Arturo Nanoop mm-hmm. from the Philosophy of Fighting podcast. Right. And them boys know what's up. They do. They do, they do. And uh, we kicked off this episode with what Anoop would at times feel like would be his entrance music mm-hmm. to him fighting. Yeah, good reasoning why. Too. Yeah. I like it. You'll hear it in the, uh, in the interview. Mm-hmm. And they both kind of agreed that they would use some of this as an entrance song also. Can't go wrong. No. And that, you uh, Coming down to the ring, yeah. They would do some Rage Against the Machine. I could beat someone up listening to this. Uh, Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I can't beat anybody up. <laughs> <laughs> Although I would almost want to do a song that like, you know what I would do? I would do like research on a song that my opponent hates. doesn't like and hates. Get in their head. Yeah. And I, I would do that. I so like I'd have that. a different song every time. Yeah. But uh, I totally get why Otor and Anoop would come out to this. Mind games. Yep. And right here, right now, is what it's about. Here okay. we go. All right. So some uh, some Wu Tang, some Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, I hear that. Oh yeah. So uh, so yeah, so we got a pretty in depth interview coming up this episode. Yeah. And uh, man, they tell everything there is tell about fighting. Yes. From uh, what they would do to finish a fight. Right, and if they would rather tap out or get knocked out. Yeah, and what they would choose if, if they were on a losing end. You know, what's funny is we thought of this question before, obviously, the interview. Right. And I thought that they were going to pick the other one. Yeah. Yeah. And I would have picked the other one, and I think now they convinced me to go me with the too. one they, they chose. Too. Yes, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. So, yeah. The reasoning's really good. Yeah. And uh, we spoke about Arturo's kryptonite. Of what that would be in a match. Yes. I just want to point out, I'm not, I didn't oh, technically partake, what is it? Uh, I, take, I, take part. Take part, partake, what the heck. Take part in this interview, but I was around. I just couldn't dedicate that stretch. So, but I was around and I pretty much heard majority of the interview as it was being recorded and, you know, spoken. Right. And there were so many times where I had to like hold my mouth from laughing 
because if you know my laugh, it's loud and that would disrupt the interview. Okay. And you guys were like cracking me up. Oh man, it was hysterical. It really was. And all of you have laughs that make me want to laugh. Yeah, well, them for sure. Yes, yes, definitely. Them for sure. There's a couple of times that I literally was laughing just listening to you guys laugh. Yeah. And well, I always put aside podcast. I always enjoy just listening to you guys just talk and tell stories and be silly. So yeah. this was super entertaining for me. I wasn't planning on this interview to be as long as it was, but it just, it felt so quick. Even when it was done, well, I'm like, wow, yeah, I can't believe just that. You are natural and you've, yeah, you know, you've known each other long. for so long. Yeah. Yep. And so uh, real quick backstory. I mean, I'm sure you guys heard this in previous episodes, but right. I grew up with Arturo and Anoop years, years, years have known them. And they're doing their thing now. Arturo lives on the West Coast, San Diego. Mm-hmm. He's running his own gym out there. Yes. Or at least running a gym. And uh, a new, well, Arturo has been fighting for 15 years now. Mm-hmm. Maybe more. Anoop is fairly newer in the game, but he's still got like seven, eight years of experience yeah. and training under his belt. Dedication. So, yeah. So, he's no like rookie to the game. Was it spring chicken? Yeah. He's <laughs> definitely not. But, uh... They clearly know what's up with MMA and UFC they, and fighting and yeah, they really do. All that. Like they're like encyclopedias on all the people, all the fighters that are in these sports. Just they know everybody. It's yeah, insane. They do, and and they already have big name fighters on the podcast for yeah. interviews. So it's an awesome listen. Every week they just talk different. There's just so many different things to speak on, mm-hmm. and, and they touch upon everything. Yeah. So I would for sure say check them out, The Philosophy of Fighting. Yes. Um, one other thing that they... Well, they do a lot of things, but they, they say also... We get into into the interview, but uh, they ask every week, if you're able to fight somebody mm-hmm. right now, today, yeah. past or present, who would it be? And, and we get a little into that. Um, and Noop throws out a challenge that I'm yes. going to try all I can to make it happen. Okay. <laughs> it'd be great see how that goes yeah. yeah and i don't know we talk a whole bunch and they really give what it feels like to get punched in the face they talk on that i can't say i know and i'm i, I gotta give them credit i would never sign up to get punched in the face yeah but people do it and they're well, good at being the ones to punch yeah well i think many people can say they've been punched They've been punched in the face, but not many can say they've been punched by trained fighters. Right. And there's a difference there. Oh, uh, yeah. For sure, it's a difference. Weapons. Yeah. Yeah. Like legal. Yeah, literally. Yeah. So it's interesting from everything they say. Uh, two other things before we get into the interview. Go. Arturo spawed with Cyborg. Yes, I was going to say he had a sparring partner that you'll hear about. My but... goodness. Yeah. I mean, I'm just throwing it out there now. Yeah. It's Cyborg. <laughs> And she is like, she's what I mean. Listen to that name. Uh, Sounds right. like a robot. Yeah, like yeah, an yeah. Alien robot. Yeah. So I don't know. It's insane. I would run the other way. If oh my she god! <laughs> stepped into a ring with me. <laughs> She'd flick me. I'd go yeah, flying. Yeah, I would. Uh, I'd get in a ring and I'd like you know, square up and then ah and just like fake like injury. Clavicle. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and I would go the other way. Um, so as much as I think. I do okay in, a, in an octagon, facing someone like that. No. Even being a female. Yeah. I don't know. That'd be tough. That'd be tough to do. Yeah, I feel like females, I feel like they're 
even tougher than the guys because they have to like really, I don't know. I feel like. Yeah, I, I guess not in a bad way, but I guess they can't just rely on brute strength of. Yeah, like, like they have to be a, like, they have to be like a package. Yeah. Like they really have to be like a mix of everything I feel like. Yeah. They have to be like strong, quick. Right. Smart, obviously. Yeah, they agile, all, yeah. just everything. Right. Yeah, yeah. Where I feel like the men. Some of the heavyweights can yeah. just rely on, you know, a trying to go punch. a one punch knockout. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, I, which yeah. obviously there are some that are the same that, you know, have multiple tools. Right. You know. Yeah. I just feel like the girls have more to prove also. Yeah. You know. Okay. So, yeah. So, one other thing I want to say is Anoop put out a challenge to someone to fight. And I'm going to try my darndest to make that happen. You are? I am. I really am. I say I'm going to clip that audio and get it out there and let's okay. see what happens. Hey, you never know. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Um, one challenge they put out to me. Yes. And I don't know how you feel about this. But one of Arturo's like visions in all of this is just to try to get people to go and train. Right. And if he can get one person to train and make a difference in their life, it's all worth it to him. Right. And he's inspired me. Yeah. And Anoop put out the challenge that he's going to set it up for me to go train one week. I mean, in why one of not? these MMA training gyms. I, and I said in a previous episode, I would do anything for one week to report back to the podcast. That's pretty cool. And I'm going to do it. It's like, you know, that's what people who, what is it? The people who write for newspapers and magazines yeah. and stuff like that, they go and they research and then they report back. Right. So this would be like how to lose a guy in 10 days. That's exactly what I thought of. Yeah. So funny. So I'll do how to lose a life in seven days. <laughs> and, how to lose an eyeball in yeah. seven days. And and that's what I'll do. So Anoop, Arturo, you inspired me. I accept the challenge. We have a question. I will do anything for one week. I have a yes. question. Go ahead. Your first session, can I be the one that is allowed to hit you? I mean, you can't hit me back. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is I'm going in there like Bubble Boy. Bubble Boy? Yeah. Like in the bubble? Yeah. Okay. I'm going in a bubble. And I'm going to wear a headgear and a mouthpiece and shin guards and no, ear, you do? ear guards in and gloves and, just... and wristbands and three pairs of socks. Go ahead. I don't know what that would do, but... I don't know. You should just go in there and just like swing your arms as crazy and wild as possible because eventually you'll hit them. Yeah, that's true. I could do that. How are they going to come here? They'll just like right. sweep you or something like uh, that. <laughs> well, either way, for this podcast, I would do anything for one week. It's weird. I'm like, I kind of want to do it. Then I'm like, I, I'm just, I love watching it and I find it so interesting, but I can't get myself to go and like, I'd be too mm. afraid to, that I'm going to get hit in the face. Okay. Well, I, the rest, like I could get hit like in the legs or in the, you know, like abdomen, stuff like that. But in the face, I feel like I'd be like, oh, my nose. Well, like, you know what? what? Don't get hit. Yeah, no, but I would. Well, don't do it. Don't, don't <laughs> let them hit you. Have a That's good defense. True. That's true. Have a good defense. You Touché. got it. Yeah. When they punch, you move. You just wiggle you know what I'm your head. Yeah. Just wiggle my when head. When you punch, when they punch, you move. And when you punch, you hit. Right. That's it. That would be my strategy. I'm Going, not usually. Entering the ring. I punch, I hit. They punch, I move. That's it. What I mean, else is there? I can't believe it. No one's thought you of that. You want to talk about philosophy of fighting? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you should do it, though. That would be uh, listen, entertaining. Listen, I gave, you have to gave them my word. Video record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we'll get some footage for, for yeah. our social media. Mm-hmm. And who knows? Maybe after a week, I'll stick with it. That'd be crazy. And yeah. I mean. Get some aggression out. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Hopefully I last a week, though. I will. 
I will. As long as I don't it, like seriously like. So it's like Monday, it's like inter- like Monday to Sunday or, or seven um, days. No, no, we'll do we'll do a seven day training. No, that's what I mean. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, seven days. Yeah, like, not like Monday to Friday. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. Whatever, whatever day we start on, that's what they will end with. Right. We'll do it like yeah that full week. Yeah, no, not not like a five day like. Gotcha. Oh, business days only. <laughs> oh, unless I do like a business day only thing and then just go on like a, a, a vacation week, like Thanksgiving. <laughs> so it's really only Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That's funny. We could do that too. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's get into this interview because it is hysterical. Yes, it is. Uh, it really is a great listen. Yeah. And they talk so much, like I said before. Um, you actually hear a lot of, well, you hear about getting your ear drained. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's is. one of the first memories I have yeah. of... Arturo. For sure. And really, these guys really do have a five-star podcast. And yes, part of do. it is because the chemistry that they have. Yeah. And you could tell they're like lifelong best friends. Yeah. And it shows. I, I uh, like when I was listening to you guys, three of you, I was like, man, they should do like podcast episodes more often. Because it really was like just funny. And you guys just like flowed really well and it really cracked me up. I don't know if it's just funny to us, but I think other people are going to find it funny. I think so. <laughs> and I would love to. And even though it's like talking about fighting uh i don't know it's just entertaining well and you talked about fighting and now you should have them on and talk about just something random yeah anything let's do it listen i would love for autoro to be like the rick flair of our (laughs) podcast yes uh guest and break the record of all time being on the show i mean he kind of already did yeah and then Anoop could be the John Cena and one behind <laughs> Atara. That's funny. So they could be the Ric Flair and John Cena of that's not a bad, our guest. That's not, that is not bad. No? And I, I actually do want to research this. Okay. Because I would love to really look into other podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. And other like team, like duo podcasts, okay. like me and you and Atara and Noop, and really see if Atara and Noop would be like, Pound for pound, the toughest co-host out there. Ooh. Or is there another podcast? Like tougher people. That could take them. We'll see if we think that there could be. If there's like contenders, then we should have them meet in the ring. That's or octagon, right. Or whatever they choose and mm-hmm. duel it out. Like I would, see, I would, I would have to research some podcasts. Well, there has to be podcasts with like, 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 um, let me think. Like not World Strongest Man, I like that because that's not really a fighter. But like, right. um, but see, like. I'm thinking like big, yeah, crazy freaks of nature, but that's not always gonna win. No, a noob said, "I don't care how much you bench press. It's all and it's true. It's all about training." Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. No, um, no, no. I, yeah. I, I feel like speed also kind of yeah, helps, yeah. right? I don't know. And but. just like I will put me and you up against anyone in this world on a mini golf course. Oh hell yeah! Anyone, anyone. You hear that, Arturo? Like I'm gonna research out there and see if there's another podcast with two co-hosts. Who could take out Toro and Noob in like a now, matchup? Do you think there's any duo that can take us on? No. I mean that's obvious, right? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm okay. I'm putting us aside because that wouldn't be fair. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> but for real, pound for no, pound, yeah. are they the toughest podcast co-hosts out there? I'm gonna research that's, that and yeah, see. Yeah, that, that's a yeah. good. I would love to. That's to, a good question. Yeah. To to find a good matchup on that. Yeah. So. All right, let's get into this interview. It is great, hysterical, amazing, and yes. fun. And so and informative. And please listen to their laughs. They are hysterical, <laughs> and will for sure make you laugh, or at least put a smile on your face. Because I was around, and I was hysterical laughing. 
there you go. So I will leave you with this song. And this has a great meaning behind it after you listen to the episode. Yes. So let's end it with this. Uh, Check it out. Thank you for listening. Make sure you check them out and uh, continue that five-star trend. Yeah. If you're having like a great day and you're feeling good and you want to give a five-star review, give it over to the philosophy of fighting. Yes. And if you're having a bad day and you're like, ah, I hate everyone and I want to give somebody a one-star rating to uh, ruin their day. Anything goes, Greg and Alex, you can find us anywhere <laughs> podcasts are found. <laughs> yeah. We don't mind. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. We'll take it. Yeah. All right. But for real, show them some love. Hit them up on the socials. We'll uh, tag it here. Yes. And check it out. Autor, a new philosophy of fighting. And we will end it with this. All right, so uh, check it out. Anything goes podcast featuring yeah. the philosophy of fighting. I'll throw on your noob. I am Greg, aka Crazy Greg, aka Pooh Bear, and you are. I'm Alex. And here we go. All right, so welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Anything Goes podcast, and this might be like my favorite one yet. We're like just about at a hundred episodes in. And this is the one I've been waiting for. We almost should have saved this for the 100th episode because this, <laughs> this is my special one. Uh, we have Arturo and Anoop on the podcast. These are like lifelong friends, brothers, my uh, growing up teammates. And uh, they have their own podcast and they're doing their thing. So uh, Anoop, Arturo, welcome to the Anything Goes podcast. Yo, what's good, man? Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah right on, man. Actually, Arturo is a, uh, you are the first two-time visitor on the Ooh. Anything Goes podcast. First one ever to make a return appearance. Oh, man. I feel like the Ric Flair, like multiple-time <laughs> champ now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And Anoop, welcome. Happy to have you. Yeah. Thank you for having us, man. You're one of the inspirations for us starting the, our podcast. So, uh, yeah, now it's just coming full circle. Awesome. Uh, yeah, what I was going to say was that like, you guys are like one of my favorite podcasts out there because you've been with us since day one. And I feel like I've been with you since day one. Mm-hmm. And you uh, got off the ground running. You really have. So uh, let's talk about it. The philosophy of fighting. Uh, what can you tell us first about like yourselves and the experience you have fighting? You want to go first, Anoop? Uh, yeah, sure. I actually got into martial arts and mixed martial arts because of Arturo. When I was younger, I did some like Taekwondo, but uh, I don't know. You realize like it's not necessarily, it didn't feel like I was learning something like badass, you know, it felt like a little cheesy. You're in like the pajamas, like, and it's every six months you're kind of paying for like a belt. And I was young, I don't know, like sixth, seventh, eighth grade. So like part of me was like, and I remember I made a black belt cry. Like I punched him and, and I was like, this isn't real. Like I'm a white, like I know I'm not that good, but like, you know, and I just, I don't know. It was kind of dumb. And then when I got older and Arturo introduced me to like things like pride fighting and UFC, it was like, Oh, this shit's kind of real. And I remember once me and Artie were wrestling in my living room and Artie's like, you can get any position you want. And so like, I was like, all right, I'll just take 
his back and try to grab his neck or something, you know, and then like already reversed it. I was like, oh, fuck, this is kind of like interesting. And then, uh, yeah, uh, then as I got older, I trained like a little bit of Sambo, a little bit of jujitsu. I'm just like a blue belt. I think like if somebody has never trained, I feel very comfortable against them. But people that have trained a lot will probably defeat me, you know, so like I, I kind of consider myself maybe like a but I've trained like a decent amount of years now, like seven, eight, nine, but it's never been like so steady. Okay. But I do, but I do like the idea of like combat, like I have my blue belt. So I feel like, yeah, I'm like a sophomore. I'm like pretty decent. And I like watching the sport. I think like I understand what's going on, but I definitely want to become a better fighter too. Awesome. And Altura, I think you have some experience in, uh, in the <laughs> fighting world. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I got into it. Gosh, I mean, I, I started watching like UFC one, like my father brought home like the VHS tape. And I remember watching that, which I look back on that, too. I'm like, I was really young. I, w- I must have been like 11 or something like 10. I don't know what I was. And now I think back, I'm like, damn, I was pretty young to be watching that stuff. But anyway, I watched it. I loved it. It always stayed in my mind. Ken Shamrock looked like my dad or maybe yes. my dad looked like Ken Shamrock, which was crazy. <laughs> and so like, I always got that from anyone that knew that, but yeah, I started training pretty much at the end of high school, beginning of college. And, uh, I've had some layoffs every now and again, but for the most part, I've been training ever since, which is now like cool. the better part of 12 years. Yeah. Nice. And, uh, what I love about your podcast is that one, you guys obviously know what you're talking about. And two, like real, it's like real information coming from real people. And you could tell that you're lifelong friends because the connection is there mm-hmm. and the way you just play off each other. It's like, it, it, it doesn't even seem like, I don't know, I'm listening to a podcast, more of just a conversation about fighting. And it's really cool. And I know basic stuff about MMA and UFC and boxing, but uh, I feel like I'm like three steps up already just from listening to, to your episodes. Nice, nice. Yeah, we, cool. we try, definitely learn a lot. We try to talk about like, you know, like relevant things in MMA, but also just like other things about fighting and stuff, too, because I mean, we even have like, you know, friends and people in our network that don't really watch it or are very casual about watching it. And we want them to kind of just understand that there's more to it than just two guys trying to kill each other. Yeah. yeah, and our goal was to bring new people to the sport. Plus, me and Arturo talk about this a lot. So I think we were having a conversation after one of the UFCs, and Arturo was like, "Yeah, let's just start a podcast. Like, let's just post this like conversation." And so, yeah, yeah. And then there's like so many different things that relate to uh, fighting, right? It could be like the economy of sports, like fighter pay. It could be like discussing things like injuries. It could be things like the fitness or like mental strength that comes from training so like it we, we try to talk about like a decent amount of stuff but fighting is like the cog or whatever that like links everything together and it's like human and i think arturo and i always feel like fighting is looked down upon a lot of times but i think it's like it depends on what you're fighting for your attitude like fighting itself i don't believe is bad and so okay. i think we try to show like a different light on it very cool and uh, how the name come about, Philosophy of Fighting? So Anoop and I went to school together. We have always loved philosophy. And then so we thought about like the merging of those two things where it's like, oh, yeah, we don't just talk about fighting, but more about like, like the fabric of fighting, uh, why, why we like it, what we enjoy out of it. Yeah, so it just nice. made sense. Okay. And, and the word philosophy, 
means uh, the love of wisdom. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like learning about fighting, loving fighting, you know, like the wisdom in fighting. Yeah. All right. Well, I love it. It's very catchy. And uh, once you hear the name, it's something that just sticks in your mind. And you remember it and easy to, uh, to find. We have you thank guys you. to thank for it, too. I mean, uh, after I was on your podcast, I was like, this is awesome. And I asked you all <laughs> about it and stuff. And you gave me all these tech know-how things. So you, you guys are like the parents to our podcast. So we got to thank you big time for that. Well, well, I guess I'm kind of proud to say that, but <laughs> I have a little bone to pick with you also. Oh, okay. You're, you're newer than us and you already have like five out of five stars on, on Apple iTunes. And, <laughs> and we, we, we are not a five star uh, podcast. So you guys are already like kicking our ass in like round one, two and three of this podcast. But maybe, maybe you have more listeners. And so we just have... It's just our parents that gave us five star <laughs> ratings. You know, you have like other people that don't know you. Uh, maybe. All right. I guess we can go with that. Mm-hmm. Sure. I don't even know where to find the rating. Oh, yeah. Wow. We do have five yeah. stars. Right, right yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so how do you come up with, with the topics for your episodes? Because every episode is like, even though you're under one like branch of, of fighting, like every episode is so different and just so interesting. And it's, it's a fun listen. Yeah, I think we just really just we talk about it throughout the week. I mean, Anoop and I talk like several times throughout the week, uh, just about everything. Sometimes like we're just sending each other messages about like MMA news or sometimes we just I mean, what we're blessed with is that UFC and if not UFC, some other MMA organization pretty much has a card almost every weekend of the year. So right. content is pretty right. easy when like something big happens. You're like, yeah, let's talk about it. Hmm. Yeah, and other cool. times it's just like, maybe we train and something comes to our mind when we train and I'm just like, Hey, do you want to try talking about this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and like yesterday's episode kind of was one of the first times I wouldn't say we winged it, but we both watched Well, we kind of like knew we were going to talk about the fight night. And then there was like a brutal injury that happened in one of the fights. And so like, it was just bound that we were going to talk about that, you know? And then it was kind of like, ah, oh, should we make that illegal? And you know, yeah. like the benefits of like protecting the fighter versus like trying to make it ultimate fighting. Like some right. of the questions just kind of it's like any sport. Uh, I if you like anybody listens to uh, like WFAN or like, you know, like the sports radio stations, like mm-hmm. I had a professor tell me this once. But like if you like listen at like 3 a.m. Anytime, really. But like 3 a.m., you'll hear like callers call in and it'll be like some truck driver. But right. this and this guy will be like, look, why did they call a 3-4 defense when they should have called a 4-3 defense? <laughs> and, you know, like they could they could have been. a. And it's like some of these people talk with like such intelligence about the sport where if they were like thinking about something else. They'd be like geniuses. They'd be making like 800 grand. Like, you know what I mean? It's like funny. Sp- sports yeah. just, I think, is an easy way to talk about tactics and strategy and ethics like you can talk about so many different things through the lens of sports and so yeah fighting like me and Arturo tried doing a topic a couple topics once on like actual wars that are happening like fighting between like you know like what's going on in like Israel Palestine a little bit not like necessarily picking sides but what's driving people to fight like because they're fighting you know like what's going on in their head and their minds can you ever convince somebody to not fight at that time so We also just try to do different topics sometimes. And sometimes they hit, sometimes they don't. But I think it's like just taking a chance, you know? It's like, all right, we'll do this. Sometimes we get like topics suggested from our like uh, fans on Instagram and stuff like that. 
Uh, a lot of a lot of times we'll just like pose a question or a poll, and sometimes uh, it'll just hit with something unexpected, and then we'll just branch a topic off that. Cool. Speaking exactly. of that, your, your your social media game it's like on point. Your posts out there. Yeah, we, it's it's definitely been doing pretty well. I, yeah. I really enjoy how many people send us DMs and questions and feedback and news. Sure. It's crazy how many. Uh, new things come my way. I mean, I, I feel like I'm so deep in the network as is. And mm. yet still like there's like listeners and stuff that'll hit us up with stuff that I've never seen before or whatever. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And I mean, constantly you guys are putting like so much knowledge out there on, on different fighters and the history of, of, I mean, famous fighters also that people know of, but don't know all the details of, of who they are. And yeah. I, I learned a lot just from reading what, what you're putting out there so thank you man yeah one of my yeah. favorite posts was uh mr t because he's like a fighter but he's not necessarily like combat champion but you know he's a high school wrestler he was a bouncer like he was a fighter and you know he applied that to he inspired uh sylvester stallone you know like for that character in rocky and then like just thinking about how rocky influenced so many other people to even maybe pick up fighting or training like they all oh, link to each other. So we're, we try to pick Rampage a decent cross-section. Yeah, and then exactly. And right, then Rampage yeah. played Mr. T. It kind of mm -hmm. all comes like full circle sometimes. And I think there's something very instinctual with fighting. Uh, I think we said this in one of our first episodes, but like if there's like two fifth graders and they have a good story, like I'll watch that fight. You know, like there's something <laughs> about a fight that's like, I wanted to see like, you know, and you just need a decent storyline and it's like, you yeah. kind of know who wins. You don't need to know the language, like, or the announcer or whatever. You're like, Oh fuck that kid. Fuck that kid up. You know, yeah. it's like whether there's a yeah. conflict with two people talking trash or whether two people are about to fight. If you're passing by one of those scenarios in the street, you usually stop and watch. Oh, of course. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, so yeah. That's, so, so we think yeah. fighting appeals to everyone. Maybe just, they don't know it yet. Okay. Or they feel guilty about it. Yeah. 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 I guess you're right. But but either way, you're going to stop and watch it. Yeah. Like yeah. a car accident. You For know, sure. it's like, oh, fuck, what happened? Like, I, <laughs> I got I to see. I got to understand. How does this break down? Right. Um, speaking of fighting, right? Mm -hmm. What would you say is worse? Getting knocked out in a fight or tapping out in a fight? Uh, I'd rather tap out than get knocked out. Really? You'd rather tap out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because then yeah, I'm controlling course. it, you know, like, yeah. All right. And a knockout, you get hurt. A tap out, <laughs> you like, I are like, oh, I fuck, yeah. I lost, yeah. you know? But now, at, at what point do you actually tap out and you're not like, no, I'm not tapping out? Does that ever happen? Uh, It depends on the stakes. So, like, yeah. if it's big stakes, the championship on the line, like, <laughs> that's when you resist a lot more. No, you usually tap in training. At least you're going to tap just to avoid injury. Like, yeah, if, yeah. If right. you feel like you have no avenue out, you have to know it, the game well enough to know that, like, see it coming early. So it's not like a surprise tap, you know? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I would say that it also allows me to come back into training sooner if I tap out. If I get knocked out, especially if it's in like an MMA fight or something, there's an athletic commission that's suspending you from training for a while. And really? That is that so? Yeah, usually mm -hmm. a knockout is like at least 30 or 60 days without sparring. Wow, interesting. Mm -hmm. See, that's stuff that uh, us normal people wouldn't know. 
Mm-hmm. I was gonna say they say they say white belt is the most dangerous belt, and I think that's partially because like you don't tap and you try to do like spazzy shit and like you end up hurting yourself like because of that. And I think uh, the higher up you get, you realize like, oh, once I'm in a bad position, let me just tap. It's like a check to your ego, and then you just continue training as opposed to like you could maybe fight out of some things, but if you just spend two minutes squeezing really hard to get out of something like that's two minutes you could be training when you're in a bad position already Hmm. but like arturo said if you're in a tournament or you're competing for something then i think at that point you're like no i'm gonna fight for this and you know you squeeze for those two minutes and you do what you need to do to get out i feel like i remember one tournament like the kid got me like an arm bar or like a wrist lock type thing and part of me was thinking like oh i don't want to tap and then i was thinking like oh but he might break my arm and i was like I feel like I have like 10 seconds before he breaks my arm. And so like, I was like counting in my head. I was like, one, two, <laughs> three. And then like in my head, I was like, what am I doing? And I was like, but I don't want to tap. And like, I'm hard. was like, all right, if I'm going to, if I'm going to get hurt, it'll be here, but not in the yeah. gym, you know? So I think it's like, interesting. and then I was like, all right, I'm tapping. But like, it was like, I, I was playing that game in my head. Like, I don't know. Okay. Chicken. Now, now, does this also come with the, with the expense of like, the fans chanting that you tapped out because I've seen that happen to Seth Rollins. When Seth Rollins tapped out, the next time on Raw, the fans are like, "You tapped out, you tapped out." So, <laughs> that's, you know, that's something that'll be going through my mind. I mean, I never I ha- tap out, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally was gonna, I have no fans, so this is <laughs> I'm just. This would just be like in front of my like my training partner or whatever. I'm, I'm yeah, you. yeah, boo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so if, if you were going to win a fight, would you rather win by a knockout or, or submission making them tap out? Oh, I guess that depends on the style, like the, yeah, the style of the knockout or submission. The speed at which it happens. Yeah, yeah okay. I don't know. It depends. Like if I'm going to knock yeah. someone out with like a front kick, that's pretty sick, yeah. or a flying knee or like <laughs> a spinning elbow. You're like, yeah, that's sick. Right. For, and then especially if you compare it to like, Oh, I'm just gonna like wrist lock you. I'm like, all right, I'll take the, yeah. the sick looking knockout. Right, of course. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so I guess depends. Yeah. All I mean, right. I want I'll finish anyway. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I I think in regard in regards to the real world though, I feel like you might get sued less if you submit the person than if you punch him in the head. Yeah. Okay. If they so catch I feel like if they catch yes so like tactically like you gotta be smart like so it's like oh man like i don't want to if you're like fighting some bitch that'll like sue you yeah and i feel like it's best to like take them down and pin them and like you know like dominate them that way but i feel like if it's like an evil person i feel like you want to take them down and just beat the fuck out of them like a a submission's not fun right right and what's like your mindset like going into a fight so you're like in there and you're like across the the octagon or the ring whatever you're in at the moment and i mean knowing that this guy is coming to hurt you what, what goes through your mind right before that happens i guess it was different when i first started i was like really nervous all the time i always used to think that the person standing in front of me was just like some crazy champion i didn't know about right but as i got older maybe i just got better or maybe it's just like you get older and you just are wiser I don't know. You just have like a better, at least for me, I have a better confidence in myself. Like I always think I could be anyone that's in front of me. I don't know. I just have like this confidence that I don't have to be the better fighter. I just have to be better right at this moment. Mm. Yeah. 
and Arturo is really good. So I think, I think it has a little, like a little bit of like that to it. Like for me, I mean, I'm not in a real fight at all. Like this is just like tournament stuff. So like to me in my head, I'm just like, oh, this is fun. Like I want to beat him, but if I don't win, I like, I'm not a, like my core is not like I'm a fighter. And then if I lose, I'm going to be like, oh fuck. Like, you know, like at my core, I think like I'm like an educator, you know, or like something else. Like, but I like fighting and I want to be good at it. And so like, I want to do my best and I want to make it competitive. Like that's my initial thinking, like in a fight, like, let me make this competitive. But I feel like to be a champion and be really good, you do have to think like, let me win. So I think as like I go on my journey, maybe my mentality would change. I think so. Right now, I, I kind of think like, let me have fun. Let me make it competitive. Okay. All right. What's the worst yeah. that happens, you know? Yeah. Well, you can get really hurt, but well, <laughs> it's yeah. not like. But what I'm saying is, it's like not a super street fight. And then, yeah, yeah, in my head, in my head, like last time, I was like, "What is the worst that happens?" I was like, "All right, he breaks my wrist." You know, like that was the worst. <laughs> but like, it wasn't like I'm gonna die. Like I made that calculation in my head, though. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right, now Tori, you said you could pretty much beat anyone, huh? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think uh, the more you train, the more you have confidence in your training, right? Like you play a game for so long, you're like. Yo, I'm good at this. I've tested myself against a lot of freaking people. And then you just, right. I don't know, you get more confidence the more you do it. So, so, so you think you can you can stand up against that punk Jake Paul? <laughs> uh, Come on. M- MMA? Yeah. Yes. Boxing? No, but I would love to try. Ah, well, if I had money to bet, he'd be on you. He has. Oh, that's great. I, I'll take that. But it would. He has- he has a lot of money to train with the best people in the world, and he's good. He's That's bigger right. than me. He's That's a lot right. younger than me. That's all right. Listen, he, he could be better. You should have to be better that one time. That's exactly you know why I want it. That's exactly <laughs> why I'd want it. I've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So another question for you guys. Um, I always wondered this. Do you think like an experienced female MMA fighter can beat a rookie male MMA fighter? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I've seen it. Yeah, really? Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, uh, cool. I've actually sparred with uh, Cyborg. Do you know Cyborg? Female fighter? Yeah. Like one of the best. yeah I've sparred you with sparred her. with her? I didn't, yeah. I didn't no even know way. that. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, like, she'll, huh. she'll kill most trained males. Like, she's crazy. Yeah. Interesting. Wow, so how was that? Uh, so when I sparred her, she she hit. So, so like, so I was a lighter. I was weighing like I was competing at like 145 or 155, which is like her weight classes. Uh, but she was bigger than me back then. So a lot of times I was put against a lot of females because there was a lot of females that needed extra training and sparring partners. So they just throw me in, you know, like I'll move, I'll give them some work and stuff. But whenever Cyborg, it was definitive like, oh, no, this is a fight for my life. Oh, man, the way she hit was like a powerful guy it was way different so much to the point where i was like okay i am not gonna stand up with her i'm gonna try to get her in a heel hook try to go for a crazy leg lock or something yeah yeah Mm -hmm. wow wow i never knew that i was just gonna say i feel like girls have also amazing technique because they don't start with the strength in the beginning and i remember like sparring this girl once and she just jabbed me in the face like 10 times like you know like i couldn't stop it like i had to wrestle like i don't know some of these girls are awesome i can't yeah. believe you you fought cyborg like you sparred with cyborg that's right she's in a cage she's, yeah she's like top five female fighter ever ever yeah i know yeah. isn't it crazy yeah top three 
probably determine a lot of people yeah yeah i've seen it firsthand i've seen a lot of females mess up guys and like especially yeah. the top level females they'd kill the beginning level guys mm, interesting funny yeah and, well, and funny, anoop but... is right because uh a lot of women don't have the strength to match up with men okay so the, the necessity to learn the techniques like uh, guys can get away with some technique just from strength and conditioning sometimes but the women usually don't have that and so the women develop usually at a far greater rate especially in the first few years than the guys do yeah. yeah, it makes sense. I think you're also getting a certain type of woman, too. So, that like, too. the type of woman that's like, oh, I want to train jujitsu and MMA. Like, it's not somebody that wants to do, like, a Sunday class, you know? Like, right. it's like somebody that's like, oh, no, I want to train to defend myself, protect myself, like, protect my kids. And I feel like they go more often and they go more diligently, you know? And they yeah. are used to, like, being the smallest person. Yeah. And they kind of have this attitude too that i think makes them great competitors mm-hmm. very good and so 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 your girl cyborg against <laughs> my girlfriend ronda rousey oh man um who's winning this today 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 cyborg yeah all right so in their prime i don't know i, I say know. cyborg you think cyborg cyborg had good stand-up and that's what home yeah. that's what holmes beat uh holly home beat uh ronda with I don't, I don't think Ronda was ready for the full arsenal of MMA. Maybe. She dominated people with her awesome grappling. But I feel like with Cyborg, that would have been tougher. Yeah, I, right. I would probably lean towards that too. All right, fair enough. But I, I got I to go with my girl, Ronda Rousey. Of course. <laughs> All right, so I have a few more questions on this, but I think I want to break it up a little segment that I know you guys enjoy, and we okay. do, and you do. Mm-hmm. And I think you're familiar with it because uh, I've heard on your show, Mm-hmm. And you guys kill it. But it's called <laughs> keep it or kill it. All right. Okay. So uh, you know how it goes. I'm going to give you something rapid fire and you keep it or you kill it. Okay. Anoop, so, uh, uh, do you want to go first each time? Or okay. Each time gonna, I go first. Yeah. Or are you going to just hit us up differently? Uh, no, no. You could both answer. So you could. Uh, okay. So Anoop, reality TV stars doing boxing events. I don't know. Do you know like show Big Brother? They had like yeah. a whole boxing event that, uh, that they did. Yeah. So, keep it. Keep it. Okay. Atoro. Yeah, I'm going to say keep it too. All right. Yeah. I was going to say like the more people that do it, the better. I think the more eyeballs, that's better. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Um, boxers versus MMA fighters. Yeah. Keep it. Of course. Still combat. And I want to see MMA fighters get better at it. And yeah. Yeah. Same here. I want, I want both fighters to fight on the other side all the time. Yeah. But now, isn't that other side always going to win? Usually. I wouldn't say always, but yeah, strongly, usually, yeah. Okay. And I believe this is an episode you guys spoke on, but uh, people illegally stream pay-per-views. <laughs> Keep that shit. Keep it. <laughs> yeah. All right. <clears throat> uh, over-the-top post-fight celebrations. Personally, I don't like it. But I would keep it. I would never tell somebody not to celebrate. I, I like the guys that score touchdowns and just, like, drop the ball, like, old school. Like, oh, I've been here before. You know? Like, I, I, I respect that. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm going to say keep it. But I guess there's levels to, like, how over the top it is or who's doing it. I say keep it because there's people that do it well. There's people that don't. But I wouldn't say kill it for that. Yeah. All right. What about, like, jumping on top of the, the, the cage and just, like, sitting up there and... That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. You're, you're yeah. just thrilled. You want to share that with the crowd. I think that's beautiful. 
right. All right. Um, exhibition boxing matches with no winner announced. Oh, kill that. Kill that. Yeah, I'm with it. Kill it. Yeah, because they have always these, like, a winner. Yeah, they have these guys yeah. coming out of retirement, like and just exhibition, no, not, nothing announced. So, so, what about these old fighters coming out of retirement? Keep them, kill them. Uh, I don't like watching these old men hurt themselves. <laughs> like, I feel bad, but it's also like if they're gonna spar in the gym and they're gonna make money, like they want to, then like also I don't want to tell them no. But like, I didn't, I, I didn't watch Chuck Liddell fight Tito Ortiz. That was sad to me. So I feel like some things just look sad and you can't trust promoters nowadays. They'll milk anybody, you know, and people are getting whored out. Like, I don't love it, really. Yeah. So I, I say, kill it. I say keep it. Keep it. All yeah, right. I say keep it because I'm like, if two people want to fight, let them fight. I don't care. So long as there's a winner. Yeah. As long as there's a winner. Yeah. yeah. Personally, I don't like it, but I don't want society to not be able to see it. There you go. All right. But, but they should be able to see it illegally streaming it for free. Of course. Yeah, because fuck course. Oscar. De La- you're, if you're making money off of two old men fighting, you shouldn't be making money. Like, I have no problem stealing from you. If I think you're unethical, I steal from you. That's like, I think that's <laughs> acceptable. <laughs> T- take no? from the rich and, and give to the poor. It doesn't even have to be the rich. I'll like you're an asshole. I think like you, like, you know, like anything. No, just take. I think it, yeah, I think I think if you're an asshole, like it's okay if you take something from an asshole. Yeah, I don't know. Buddy. Maybe that's wrong, but sometimes it's okay. I think like okay. What's the worst that happens? All right, I got two more two more of these. So uh, drama during weigh-ins. Do, do you love them? Keep it. Yeah, Wait keep it. it. There there is something to that tension and like seeing them next to each other, like their bodies, like who's taller, bigger, like you know, like and. It's fun to see the face off and try to see it, like think how that might symbolize the fight. Even though it probably doesn't, it's still fun. Okay, so I'm kind of in between on this. So like mm. I keep it because I love the drama. Yeah. But I would kill it because I don't like that it's at weigh-ins when they're like super dehydrated and they're like they're like mm. dying. Like do that like a week before weigh-ins. And so I can get that drama or whatever. It pumps up the fight like a week before instead of like okay. the night before and they're both depleted sometimes a guy gets hurt because he gets shoved and he's not in the match anymore yeah that's frustrating yeah. yeah 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 that's a good point yeah yeah keep the drama but just kill it at weigh-ins all right fair yeah. enough and uh how about this one keep it or kill it stopping a fight due to too much blood too much blood yeah like, you know, you're in a fight and, and someone gets busted up and, and they stop the match. So if, that. Yes. So if it's like a cut or something, then yeah, like you, you got to protect the fighters. But with cuts, me and Artie have debates because I know I've, I've heard this on I've heard this on your episode and I think it's hysterical. That's why I wanted to bring it here. Because I, I <laughs> if the fighter thinks he can fight and it's a cut and it's not like on your eyelid and it's going to make you blind, but it's like really just super it'll make you look ugly in the future or something and bleed. like i don't think you're gonna like pass out from that much blood loss from like a gash on your head like then yeah fight but that's what the rules are currently yeah that, i don't love that rule <laughs> right so like the doctor is gonna determine if it is bad but it also depends on the doctor like it's a, the new york doctor is like oh my god this is too much and then like you have a vegas doctor that's like let him go and sometimes i'm like yo stop the fight like some doctor like 
Yeah. Sometimes it's too much where I'm like, and a lot of times I believe it should be your own corner that throws the towel. Like if they think you're hurt, your own people should be the ones defending, like being like, no, no, he's hurt. Like take him out. But if yeah. they're not doing that, you can't depend on like if it's the Gracie family, they'll never, they'll never do it. Yeah, that's good though. They don't do it. Like I feel like that's what makes them, you know. But I feel like Nick Diaz did it for his brother, and mm. so I feel like you have you have some good people. Even in boxing, you see it more, which I think is right. Where they're like, "Yo, we won't let you out if you that's don't throw punches." Though. That's tough it, though to rely it on. Like I just don't love a cut because some people bleed more than others. Some people course. just have thinner skin. Like it's not necessarily a pain thing. No, or don't get cut then. Don't some people just then. can't get cut. Like the Diaz brothers always get cut. They have too much scar tissue. It's just like annoying. Well, yeah, I, I, I guess if I kill you don't it. get hit, you don't get cut, right? There you go. Yeah, it's not like not like you just fucking like tripped and like, oh, I cut my head. You're like, yo, the other guy just threw an elbow at your face and split no, but you open. Sometimes, a lot of times, it's like an inadvertent headbutt that gets okay. The that's cut. true. That's true. You know, like, it, okay, if it happens illegally, then I feel like you should dismiss it. It should be up to the fighter and his corner if if the blow happens illegally. Okay. But if it's like a legit blow and it causes a cut. And that cut's just going in their eye or whatever. The doctor just was like, yo, this cut's bad. If it's really impacting them that much. The thing is this, though. In between rounds, they have the ability to clean it. So I don't get why you'd stop the fight once it's in between the round because you already just cleaned it out. Yeah, you know, they like can't stop it, though. Yeah, so don't stop it once you clean it out. If it's in the middle of the fight and he's like totally getting pummeled because there's so much blood in his eye, then stop it. Because at that point, the blood is impacting it. But once you wipe it all away and it's in the middle of the round, you just stop the dangerous part. Now the blood's not in the eye anymore. You clean them up a little bit, let them go Maybe. fight again. Maybe, yeah. I just hate that they stop it in the middle. Like, I mean, in, yeah, in the middle of the round. Sometimes. I mean, in the, at the end of the round. I'd rather they stop it in the middle of the round if the blood is that bad and it's severely impacting them and it's going to lead to him getting... I could dominant. agree with you there, yeah. Okay. So, so noobs, you're saying clean it up during during the breaks of the matches, and if he gets punched one more time, then then you got to stop it. Yeah, because a lot of times when the doctor checks it, it's not in the middle of the round. It's when the round ends. Then they view him and they inspect him, and in that process of inspecting him, they clean it out. And at that point, it's like, all right, you kind of cleaned it out. You put a little bit of Vaseline in it, like maybe it's good for like one or two more blows. And if the other person keeps hitting it and keeps attacking it, and then the blood's coming and it's yeah. stopping them from the ability to fight then stop it sometimes there's other factors though outside of like the blood it's like oh how big is this cut how likely is it to get infected since everyone else is bleeding and sweating everywhere in this cage it's just like the bigger the cut the bigger the or maybe it has like an accompanying hematoma right that yeah. gets hit and then that's more blood you know th th there could be other confounding factors the hematoma is so gross. I would stop yeah. a fight with a hematoma. Like when I see those hematomas, I'm like, oh, those poor people. Right. But uh, I'm just like thinking a lot of when Diaz fought Masvidal. Like it was a bad cut, but it wasn't that bad. And like the Diaz brothers are known for fighting through stuff like that. And you know, you have a good ref. They give fighters in the championship fights a little bit more leeway than they do in the undercard. You know, like you kind of like what we were talking about earlier about stakes. Yeah. I think a little bit. I think like if like say ground and pound strikes like in a lower card, like it might be like, oh, fuck, you just got rocked like 10, 15 times. Like it's done. Where I think in a championship fight, sometimes you'll see 20 punches and they'll be like, defend yourself. Like, you know, and they're basically begging you to defend yourself. They're giving you a little bit more 
opportunity, yeah, maybe. I think, for that. But once again, it's different refs. But I think on average, a little bit more leeway. Yeah. All right. So I guess, would, would you keep it or kill it? What, the cut stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I'd kill it. I'll keep it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the exact way I wanted that question to go. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. <laughs> um, and, and what's more important to have, a strong offense or a strong defense? Oh, well, this, is a, this is a good question. Uh, oh, this is like... This is philosophical. Well, it's philosophy I, of fighting. Yeah, you're already I, on the defense. I I personally think <laughs> I rather have a better offense because yeah, I think a good offense is a great defense. Like you know, if you have great hands and you're a great wrestler, it's only like I rather not fight that person. So personally, like I w- I would I think I'd want to know how to. I'm talking about thinking in terms of more self defense than like being like. A champion in MMA. So you go offense or defense? What'd you say? Offense. I go offense. offense. Okay, because you picked offense. I'm picking defense. <laughs> why? Why? Why do you pick defense? I'll make, I'll, make the case, I'll make the case for defense. Defense yeah, has make the uh, case. more longevity, right? Mayweather. Yeah, right? defensive no, no people how, tend to be. No matter how defensive, good offensively you can sorry. be, right? So long as you're sharp on defense, you could be in the game for a long time. Yeah, defensive fighters tend to be a little bit more attractive, but I also think they tend to be soft because they haven't been punched enough. Maybe, but they get 50 and 0. That's just Mayweather, though. Right. I think they'll to beat Mayweather. You name the king of offense, I'll name the king of defense. Who's better? Yeah, give me Fedor. He's offense. He didn't okay. give a fuck. He, Mayweather he had a better fuck. career. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Fedor destroys Mayweather. Mayweather's father thought De La Hoya beat him. He has a better career, but it's not for fighting. That's the thing. Yeah, but that, the that history has been rocky. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's, it's, the reason it's been rocky is because Mayweather's a defensive fighter and his father doesn't <laughs> love His father's disappointed that his son's a little bit of a... Yeah, that's why. Defensive <laughs> bitch. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, all right, so offense, defense, that's a tough one. All, all I can say about that is in baseball, they say... Good defense stops good heat, good hitting. So mm. I don't know. They're saying a defense that would win, but I don't know. You got Barry Bonds up and he hits home runs. It's hard to argue either way. Yep. All right. And there's so many different styles of fighting and training and all that stuff. Like, how does somebody decide where they want to start? Which one to go into a gym and pick up doing? And man, I would say just whatever you like seeing, you should just do that. Yeah. I don't know. Like, if, if you like seeing, knockouts from your fist then get into boxing if you like seeing knockouts with your knees get into muay thai if you like seeing submissions get into jiu-jitsu yeah i don't know i I think it just be the entertainer you want to be you know right yeah i think it also matters what your goals are like are you trying to be like a fighter are you just trying to train and get good exercise are you trying to just it's a great point find, find a good hobby you know that like will help your mind and body like it depends on, on what you're looking for. But I think uh, in that sense, like for most of those things, though, I think doing grappling is a good start because you get punched less. And plus, like I think a good grappler will defeat a good striker. And I think especially in a self-defense situation, you take somebody fucking down. Like it helps with your confidence, I think. And I think especially if like I had a kid, like I'd be like, I'd put him in grappling. Definitely. 
Yeah, very good. Uh, Arturo, are you going to put your kids in any of this stuff? Yeah, actually, uh, my oldest is four. He'll be five at the end of the year. And I tried to take him to watch a jujitsu class for kids at the school I go to. He wasn't into it. He was kind of just like, he was looking at the adult class and like the next room hitting all the bags. And he's like, yeah, I just want to hit the bags. I want to do that. <laughs> and I'm like, oh man. And I'm okay. He's just pretty aggressive as is. So I'm like, I don't know if he's ready to be hitting stuff because he's going <laughs> to hit some other kids. I'm like, I think I got to wait just a little bit longer. Just, he does stuff with me but you know like i, I do want to get him training yeah 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 all right and you guys tra- like train the gym and, and i'll throw you do your own thing at the gym so what if some like cocky punk comes to the gym first day training and he has this big ego and just coming in thinking he's gonna run things how, how do you like handle that type of person well i do encounter from time to time so back in the day i think that was more prevalent maybe like 10 years ago Right. People coming into the gym thinking like they were like champion street fighters or something. <laughs> they just get their ass kicked all the time. But, uh, yeah, man. Uh, there's some stories with that too. Guys leaving with like broken arms and stuff, just like wow. a, a mess of a situation. But uh, every now and again, I'll encounter someone that's like, Oh, I hear you like to do this. Do you want to, you want to see if you can get out of this way and stuff? And I'm like, yeah, I actually keep extra bag headgear gloves everything i'm like we can go right now like i never turn it down i'm always excited for like sparring opportunities so i always keep extra so there's no excuse i'm like oh we can go right now like i'm (laughs) so in you know what i mean never gets taken up on no i'm sure yeah that's hysterical yeah like you can come back after tonight and the ship's (laughs) over you can come back tomorrow like you know where i'll be i'm always down so funny even if they're not cocky i think even if it's like a decent person that comes to the gym that's nice i think it's like not you don't want to be like mean and dominate them but i feel like it is it is fun to show them like look how easy it is to get choked out and i think Mm. the bat the the people that get scared by that will never come back and i don't think they were going to be good people anyway and i think like the real people should be like holy fuck that's like magic like you know and they they should want to keep coming back so i think it's like it is fun to be like a little aggressive, you know, like when you first start, but not like super aggressive. But yeah, if somebody's a dick, I think that gets snuffed out pretty quick because there's yeah. usually somebody good at your gym. Oh, I love it. I love it. People will be like, oh, I boxed in high school. I do this. Oh, let's go. That's so exciting. <laughs> you know, like, heck yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I did it all throughout the Navy and stuff. Like, perfect. Let's go tonight. Nice. Yeah, but it never happens. And then other yeah. people are just like, oh, you do this? I would love to learn that. Can I Can mm. I like spar with you? Can I like train with you? Heck yeah, dude, for sure. Yeah, nice. I never said that to anybody. How, yeah. How hard do you guys go when you spar? Depends who's who's in front. It depends who's yeah. doing it, what their goals are. You know, if someone's mm. training for a fight, you're going pretty hard. Uh-huh. If, if they're not, if they're just training the train, then you go, you go enough. Mm. or you limit certain things usually with like new people i'm like let's just do jabs and we'll just spar with jabs maybe they get a little bit better we'll do okay we'll do jabs and straights are you ready for more okay then we'll start adding hooks more power shots it just depends right yeah or like i don't know i if i put a number at it like i'd say like 50 percent, 60 percent okay you know like i'm not trying to just tap you where you don't feel pain but Mm. like because then you won't learn defense or anything you know like it should be enough of a shot where like it puts your head back a little bit, but not so much where I'm like knocking you out, you know, but it should yeah. be like, I don't know if we were 
if we were doing batting practice, I'm not underhanding tossing it to you. Mm-hmm. Right. right? Like, Makes sense. Yeah. If like if I was throwing normally at 90 miles an hour, I feel like batting practice would be like at 65 miles okay. an hour. Right. So I, I yeah. feel like same thing probably with a punch. Like makes sense. Yeah, you give them. These, these are people your yeah. training partners. So yeah, yeah, like, I got you. You, you want to make them better. And Anoop, this might you might be able to answer this one better because I guess you, you're newer to the game than Arturo, so this might be way back for you, Arturo. But uh, for those that never experienced in life. What's it like to really be punched in the face? Like really like by a trained fighter? Uh, I mean, you might be able to answer it all, Saltara, but mm-hmm. this might be newer for, for a new, like that I, first I, time. I, I, he gets punched more, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, never, I never did like hardcore MMA training against like, yeah, somebody who was like really training for like a major fight. I don't mind getting punched in the face. The thing that hurts the most to me is a leg kick. Like if somebody kicks me in the leg, I have like skinny legs. Like that fucking hurts me. And that does make me feel like a bitch. Like when I get kicked in the leg, part of me is like, I don't want to do this anymore. And like we would we would do drills in Sambo where it was like, all right, get kicked in the leg five times each. And it wasn't like defense or it was just getting used to getting kicked in the leg. Mm. And so I'd be terrible in my type. But if somebody punched me in the head, as long as it didn't break my nose, it hurts, but it's like almost like I kind of like it, you know, like it's it's like playing football, like a good tackle. Like I'm like, fuck, that hurt, but I, I like it. Mm. It's weird. I, I enjoy that type of pain, but I don't enjoy leg kick pain. I don't so enjoy I don't, any pain, but yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. A noob, noob is definitely on the mark. That leg kicks hurt way more than people think. And sometimes mm. punches don't hurt as much as people think. Yeah, leg kicks are brutal. And Muay Thai, if it's your birthday and you come in, you're taking your age and leg kicks. You know, like it's <laughs> it's so bad. I mean, funny. Yeah, it's so rough. There's some body shots that'll just cripple you. There's shots mm. you could take to the dome that are so hard it it gives you concussion. Mm-hmm. That it's not just like a concussion that like oh you might get knocked out or something. Like, no, like you feel nauseous. You got to throw up. You can't stand. Like these are awful symptoms. So, so so I've never been hit that hard. So I don't okay. I can't like answer to that and which is why I gave my previous answer. Mm-hmm. If I did get hit that hard, then maybe I would switch it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a little bit the truth is a little bit in, in both ways. I don't know. Uh yeah, like if you've ever boxed time, with your Yeah, most of the time being hit by being punched by someone in the face, uh someone that's untrained usually, it's fine. We'll eat it. Hmm. Uh, but someone that's really trained is way more like again it, it, you could use it like a baseball analogy if someone throws fast in your neighborhood maybe they throw in the 60s could probably still hit it right if you're good but if someone's throwing in the 90s or 100 you have no chance there's no chance of you hitting it <laughs> right. zero right, right? so yeah. like yeah. that is the level at which it's at so when you get hit by one of those guys it could wreck, wreck your life hmm. but for people that are just thinking about training i don't feel like they should counter that yeah and they shouldn't be scared about pain like i i hate when people cry about pain like that's the exciting part one of the first parts of jujitsu that hurts a little bit i remember the first day like just being on your knees on the mat like sometimes you're like oh my knees hurt and then like three weeks later like everything's calloused up and you don't feel it anymore and i think the same thing happens with every other drill that you do like sometimes you'll train like chokes and the next few days, your neck is sore. But like, what are you going to cry about it? It's like sore. Like, 
I had a I had a great coach, Sambo Steve, and he said something like, "The beauty about uh, martial arts is you live longer, but you live in pain." And I, I think that's like a view. Like you're getting fucking stronger. You think that's just going to be happening accidentally? Like you get punched in the face, like, or you get kneed by accident in the face. Like it hurts for like a couple minutes. Like you might chew weird the next day, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like, oh, I'm kind of tough. I do that. Like it's not crippling. Like if that keeps you from doing that, I think you're doing a disservice to yourself. I, th- I think a lot of times people get detracted from like training. Is because they think they're going to be fighting someone way more grand than they are. Like, you're just going to be fighting Vinny that works at the deli next door. Like, you're not, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, you're just fighting, like, regular people, too. True. And I think that people that do get scared of those scenarios really ultimately just have less self-confidence. Yes. Because you're always just assuming that the other person's going to be better than you. Right? Mm. Like I, I can't imagine playing any other sport like that, like basketball, baseball. Do you ever think like, oh, this guy's going to beat me for sure? Like, no. Like, imagine having that mentality in everything you do. Uh, that would suck. Right. And I think that'd and be even, even more reason to go train. Yes. Mm. And even if, even if they do beat you, who cares? Like, if this isn't right. the street where they're going to pummel you and then like, yeah. murder you you know and like assault you like they get a couple punches and you know and you tap or whatever it's like all right i'm done and then and then you get better the next day you train to yeah. like avoid the, that the scenario is it's not even like you get better through osmosis you get better because you're like yo how did you do that to me they show you how they did that in all mm. instances you learn you're like oh sweet and then like it never happens to you again that same way so it's it, it's pretty cool in that like every time there is a problem you encounter you're able to solve it. And you're like, I've got that problem solved now. Got it. And, and your body is so much stronger, I think, than people give it credit for. And I think the fear of getting punched in the face is way scarier than actually getting punched in the face or something. Like, you know, like it's mm-hmm. that anticipation. You get hit. Like, I feel like there's a natural adrenaline and hormone release of like natural painkillers. And then it kind of stops hurting like immediately you don't even really feel it i feel like yeah same thing with football like you feel everything more the next day so yeah i think most people are scared of the psych- psychology than the physical mm, makes perfect sense it does for sure uh Arturo, how about did, did you feel that time that we saw you have to drain your ears because i remember that back in the day we got at your place in San Diego. Oh, see, I don't even remember you were there. Yeah, I've drained my yeah. ears. Like when people ask me, like, "Oh, you've drained your ears?" Yes, hundreds of times. Like, yes, really we saw it. Like, Yes, hundreds of times. <laughs> <laughs> we witnessed it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Why so many times? Why are you so afraid of cauliflower ear? I'm so, so afraid of it. It's annoying. It hurts. <laughs> I feel like it looks so cool. It's like such a bad vibe. I have cauliflower ear. It's annoying. So, so here's the thing. What people don't realize is when you have cauliflower ear, right, it keeps pulling up. So you drain it, blood goes right back in. You drain it again, blood goes back. Like you got to wait till it, like you got to keep draining it so that it basically dries and doesn't stay in there. Now what happens is when your blood is all staying in there, every time you sleep, every time you move, ah, you wake up. Right? Every time you move your head, you hear, ah, it bothers you. Think of it like, uh, I don't know. Like you're putting a paper clip on your ear. It, it has like a wearing feeling on you. Like it hurts. It's like pressure. So yeah, that's Artie's kryptonite paper clips. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, put a paper clip on your ear. <laughs> see how you feel after like three days. <laughs> <Fuck>. uh, 
All right, we found your weakness. I, yeah, I know yeah, what yeah. I'm bringing to, to, to the octagon. Yeah, there you go. All right, yeah, bring it. See if you can get that <laughs> on my ear. I'm doing a box of paper clips. A box of them, not just one. There you go. A whole box. And a rubber band. We'll just fucking shoot it at him. That'd be the ultimate technique. Yeah, I don't know. I, I that, You know, I haven't trained my ear in seven eight years it's crazy All people right. have different different encounters with that i had an instructor that didn't get cauliflower for the first 14 years and then got it i got it in six really? months yeah interesting i knew would you drain your ear no i never got it no, no would you though? like would you if you got it you don't know till you get it i don't think i would though i i honestly have always wanted it and like i'm a little bit into i don't mind scars and shit like that sometimes so i feel like it could it could look cool <laughs> like i feel like that would be my blue belt like i could be like oh proof I so have here's uh, some other things, right? You're wearing headphones. You can yeah. only wear headphones going forward. You'll never wear earbuds again. I can't even wear earbuds anyway. I don't even okay. know why. Oh, My ears go. are weird like that. So yeah, mine just they go in and then within five seconds they just pop out. That that's that has been the case in my life since junior high. I don't know. Okay. I don't even wear earbuds. So I did also I have to have surgery on one ear too. Because of, of getting hit in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they were worried that it accompanied with uh, like some cellulitis or something and they had to like basically carve it up stitch it up compress it with stitches and stuff for yes. a week or so yeah it was a deal i'm i would listen to a doctor so yeah 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 hmm. i knew bon you like 20 times a day just punch yourself in the ear so you got it <laughs> would, would that do the trick <laughs> <laughs> I, maybe i should try that there are yeah. people that do that they they, they uh they'll fold their ear and just have someone else punch it. Really? really? Just to get it? Mm-hmm. I, I'd rather just real do real training yeah. than that. But yeah, yeah. If somebody was like, oh, we'll give you cauliflower ear like magically and it doesn't hurt, but you just like have like a really weird looking ear, I'd be like, okay. Like, <laughs> I, I gotta do that. I think that's like, I'm like, sure. I'll dress the part, that. right? Yeah. Okay. Dress, dress for the career you want. <laughs> yeah, what's funny is I, I've taken care of my ears for so long. And I thought my ears looked pretty good. I don't know. They don't look that crazy to me. But No, I, I think, yeah, I mean, look, I can see them now. I don't think they look abnormal. No. Okay. So when I asked around to people, I'm like, hey, do you notice anything funny about my ears? Like just to, like some people like acquaintances and stuff. Like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. you got cauliflower ear. Even my old wife, really? I was like, do you notice my ears? She's like, yeah, they're cauliflower. I'm like, what? I was under this like veil of ignorance that I'm like, nah, no one can tell I have my cauliflower ears. Like I've taken good care of them. Like you could tell if you feel them, they don't bend. Right. They're like solid, but, but those are the- people, you know, I feel like if you did it, like people you don't know, they wouldn't no. say that. So I did ask some people I didn't know. And they're like, oh yeah, your ears are messed up. I'm like, what? But that's because you also asked them. I feel like you ask mm, anybody maybe, like, yo, maybe. look at my nose. Yeah. People are like, oh yeah, that's like a weird note. <laughs> right. Like, you know, like that's you're like, true. I should have did that. Right. It's just, yeah hey what's wrong yeah well, look at my yeah and see if they say they're like, oh yeah you know actually there is something wrong. Right, right, right. <laughs> so mean no no I, I think i think if you ask somebody like hey look at my all my facial features what what's the one that you know doesn't look right i don't know if they would say i know but that's like you just open yeah. that up that's that was like, darren to make fun because you're pointing out your ears to them, they're just gonna agree. Yeah, sure. There's yeah, maybe. Out. I don't know. My, yeah, maybe. But there are people that were like, "Yeah, I noticed." Uh, I'm like, really? Uh, yeah, I don't know. 
there was recently a fighter, Darren Till, who made fun of another fighter, Michael Bisbing, because Bisbing only has one eye now. So he's like, I guess you couldn't really watch the fight like with your one eye, you know? And then, and then so Michael Bisbing goes, yeah, well, I'd rather have one eye than two eyes so close together. Like, it makes it call him more <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a, and it was just like a perfect fifth grade battle, but between oh two, goodness. between like beasts. So it was just like hilarious. Would, would they actually sanction that fight with somebody with one eye? No way. No, no right? but he, he actually won the championship with one eye, and nobody knew. Yeah, and that's really? like one of the greatest stories. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest stories. I Get think. out of here! Wow. Yeah, he didn't tell anybody because he knew if he told anyone, his trainers, a doctor. Come on. That he wouldn't fight again, yeah. Yep. Michael Bisping. So, so how did it come out? From fighting. I think uh, he had some experience with, like, trauma to that orbital or something. He was wow. able to keep he, it under wraps. Yeah. And he, he actually, I think, only fought, like, a couple more times after that and then lost and then retired. All right. So I have a few more for you guys. Okay. And uh, we'll actually have, like, one or two more, and then I, I want to speak a little more about your podcast because that's that's really what we want to talk about today. Okay. But, but you guys are just too funny, and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Um, all right, so Anoop, you kept mentioning a lot about blue belts and stuff. So, like, what happens when you hit a black belt? Like, is that it? Is are you like, you plateau at where you are? Is there anywhere to go from there? And and how do you advance in belts? I think you just have to keep practicing and training. The way like people have said it, like blue belt is like a sophomore, and okay. then like a purple belt is like I think. Or I like look at it as like, you know, you just start and then like a blue belt is like a high school education. And then I think like a purple belt is like a college education and a brown belt is like you have your master's and then a black belt, you're like a doctor. Like and if I you get a black is, belt, I think you're like a doctor. Okay, because I, I, forgive me, I forget who it was, but I heard an interview on your podcast that he gave himself his own black belt. Oh, there was a guy that did that. Yeah, Ben Askren. Ben Askren. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, is that how it works you can just sign yourself a black not really i mean yeah no, he, he's a wrestler and wrestling has a lot of overlap with like jujitsu and grappling and basically he was such a great wrestler and they don't have belts in wrestling he was like i'm giving myself a black belt and he would roll with black belts and he would do good so like he's like at that quality but not anybody could do that i think <laughs> yeah. you'll get your ass kicked i mean actually anyone can do it they could just go on amazon and order a black belt <laughs> real cheap. so that's how one goes about doing it okay. probably just like 10 bucks good to know there you go it's a good investment You're a that's black my belt. favorite joke in the gym I'm like oh i could buy this <laughs> <laughs> i always like love just saying it. it's so cheesy like that joke yeah. it's like Oh really? Like seven ninety nine? Like I could be a brown belt? Like that's amazing. But, oh, but, but the one no, thing I've the one thing I've heard every black belt say though is like by the time they become a black belt, they just feel like a white belt again. Where they're like, oh, now I'm only going against black belts, and you almost mm-hmm. like become super fundamental again. Yeah, I feel like black belt is just the entrance to like making it out to sea. Like that sea is so deep. You know what I mean? Like there's so many levels to black belt. That once you get to black belt, I think that's only then when you see it. Okay. Because every black belt thinks the same thing. As soon as they hit black belt, they're like, this is actually just the beginning. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe it's like, I don't know, maybe it's like conquering earth. And then all of a sudden you're in space and you're like, yo, the universe is a different thing. I don't oh, know. That's a cool analogy. That's yeah. A cool analogy. I, I, that's how I kind of think of it. All right. So what, what, what's your entrance song to, to your match? 
Oh, good question. Walk into the ring. I always give different answers, but I think I'm going to do, uh, I think I would do Wu-Tang to represent Staten Island. Maybe like Triumph, you know, like get me. I love the first verse and everybody goes so hard and it's like a little bit of Staten Island, like a little bit like of who I am and just like a bunch of intelligent, but like tough dudes. I feel like Wu-Tang. But I also always throw out Rage and Cypress Hill. So like those are like the three groups, bands I think I'd go with. But tonight, I would say Wu-Tang Triumph. It works. Okay. Yeah, I think I go Killing in the Name of by Rage. Got it. Yeah, it's such a... Yeah, I guess we am. I don't know. Although, if you really want to see the funniest entrance of all time, you could look up Mike Perry's. Uh, he wanted to come out to the Halo video game entrance. Really? Music, which would have been sick, but they messed up and gave him Beyonce's Halo. <laughs> <laughs> And he rocks out to it. He's like, yo, I didn't ask for this. Like, he, like as he's walking out, he's like, yeah, he's like, what? What is it? And then he just starts rocking yeah. out and singing with it. It is so funny. You become an automatic Mike Perry fan after that. Moment. Oh, my goodness. So, so did he good. keep that song, like, forever? I, I, no, I don't think so. But uh, you have to YouTube it when we're done talking. It is so good. Cool. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, I love it. Yes, I'm, I'm going to, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a great idea like yo the halo video game like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right so the philosophy of fighting that's your podcast that's why we're here mm-hmm. and you do have one segment on there that i absolutely love you gotta and, answer it yeah and you guys who who has to answer it you me all right yeah. all right so we'll, we'll ask you a question if there's anyone that you can fight any era who do you fight and why you that's your question you bring every week and mine for sure for sure for sure would be i hate to even call him the mayor but build a big bird de blasio really de blasio yes i've never seen anyone destroy and divide a city like he has i don't know if you agree disagree but i'm not a fan i feel like he destroyed new york the whole city is just not what it used to be and I blame him. I, I agree that I'm not a fan. He does have a long reach, though. How, how are you going to overcome? He's six foot five. Six Ooh. foot five. I mean, yeah, but I got to be quicker than him, though. He's he's he's, he's a older. slow six foot how five. He? Yeah. He's slow. He's 60, he's 60 now. Wow. Is he still six five at 60? No way. Let's just say he's 50. Because it's not fair if he's 60. That's wrong. <laughs> oh, okay. Just. <laughs> take away age okay yeah let's just say he's in his prime he's a 45 year old amazing man i don't know i I have two i have two strategies against him yeah what is what are the strategies how do you one is leg kicks okay and two is paper clips (laughs) 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 i'll kick him down with the leg leg kicks i'll chop him down Clip his ears with the paper clips. <laughs> but you're such a nice guy, though, Greg. Do you think you would enjoy fighting Bill de Blasio and, like, hurting him? Like, do you think after you hit him once, like, what if he goes, out? Like, will you yeah. hit him again? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really? He'll just, he'll yeah. just keep Well, Greg is keep doing hitting. it for the people. He's the people's champion. In here. Yes, yes. This is for champion. everyone in New York City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel that same way, Anu? I, I, I do hear this from New Yorkers. Uh, I'm not in New York. I haven't been for a long time, so I can't really speak on this, but... You feel that way too? I hated de Blasio. I felt like de Blasio. But the reason I hated de Blasio is he started running for president 
when he already wasn't a good mayor. And when there's a when there's already 20 other Democrats that said the same stuff that he was saying. So it's not like you're going to bring anything new to the table and you're hurting your current job, which is one of the greatest jobs in the world. You're mayor of New York City. So just do good at your job instead of already trying to do another job and half assing two things Mm. like that solidified. I didn't like him. But I also think we give too much credit to the people on top. Like Mm. no president or governor or mayor does. It's the regular people doing everything and they're organized. So like if people aren't cleaning up the snow, it's not de Blasio. It's every sanitation worker and it's the leadership in the sanitation department and it's every deli owner that is cleaning up their sidewalk and where they throw you know what i mean everything happens in conjunction with society so yeah but i don't don't people believe in like a top-down approach you know i know but i just don't there was a baseball coach his name was sparky anderson and i i will never forget this quote he goes and people like you're like one of the greatest coaches ever he's like i probably impact plus or minus five games a year by wins he's like if oh, i was that's... here he's like that's it he's like that's the only impact. i think you have more in football but like baseball is like that and i think endurance stuff like politics i think almost the same thing like these people aren't what if what if you lose a division by one game those yeah, five then, games it's, that, yeah then, then no that that's that's why you get paid the bucks and to be a top to accept the blame but i just don't think like it's really his fault you just need somebody that will be symbolic to take the blame or take the credit damn That's maybe he most... needs you to fight for him it sounds like you should fight greg i will not tap out no 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 <laughs> i won't i, I met I bill de blasio it. before he was mayor when he oh, was this makes sense. Okay. speaker of yeah, new york i could see that and he was a cool he was cool as a speaker because as the public advocate, like your job is to like speak on behalf of people that are having trouble and not necessarily do things. But then when you became, then people that have ambition to always move up rather than do their own job good, I feel like that's when you see like that they're shitty, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would love if Greg you, beat up Bill de Blasio. I think that'd be awesome. He deserves do it. Do you know him personally? No, I'm like, I had like a 10 minute conversation with him though when he wasn't famous, like, you know, when he was just a public advocate. And he was like a cool dude then. He's like, oh, human trafficking, international relations. Like we were talking about like geography type stuff. Like he had interests, but I think he just became kind of like a basic politician. Damn. That was like horrible. So power corrupts. And I think politicians are good people to pick if you're going to like fight somebody mm-hmm. like that. That would be mine. All right. Um, you guys <laughs> want, I mean, if, if anybody want, wants to hear your answers, check out the philosophy of, of fighting. Chris, that's where you can hear. Unless you want to answer it now, but I'll I'll answer right now. I'm fighting Drake. Ooh, really? Yeah. What did Drake ever do to you? Yeah. He took everything I worked for. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Canada over here. Drake annoys me because I just feel like uh, I'm jealous of him. I guess so. It'd be like a jealousy thing. Like I like I'd want to be like, oh cool, well you're like rich and famous. But you make like, I hate that he goes from like really thug songs to like really emo songs. And I just want to fight him. I think it'd be, it'd be hey, good. You don't know every other album, one he makes for the guys, one he makes for the ladies. He just goes back and forth. One for the guys, one for the ladies. Really? So it feels like. I don't Yo, know. I think Drake's dope. So I'll fight on behalf of Drake and I'm choosing <laughs> to fight a noob. All right, fine. <laughs> 
that'd be that'd be an interesting matchup. Yeah, I'll be Art. Jake's proxy. Yeah. That's not, sorry, that, are, are you taking Drake in a fight? I don't know. I could maybe. Are you taking on Toro in a fight? If Drake, if Drake never trained, but he's just like big, then yeah, I think I could take him. If he like trained and seen him do mitt work it's before it's not that good but yeah i don't think i I think when you become that rich you become soft so i am confident in my abilities if i had six months to train a year to train yeah what if you had to fight 50 cent yeah i want to fight 50 cent to him Ooh, too because okay. i run new york i would love to fight 50 cent oh, yeah shit you like i like i, I want to fight the, i want to fight the people that are like jacked but i don't feel like train and i feel like are on like hgh like yeah i want to fight you all of you I don't know yeah. if 50 Cent has to, has to train. If it's just weightlifting, I don't consider it training. I'm talking about like... The guy takes bullets. I don't know, man. He's yeah. probably pretty tough. Yeah, so what? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. I see him train in, his, in the club video. He does like upside down sit-ups. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Like Rocky. Yeah, we're not, we're not seeing who exercises the best. We're <laughs> going to see who, who could or who could take a bullet. Like it's just yeah. hitting and sparring and stuff, so... Yeah, that'd be fun. All right, I'm gonna do my best to like clip that audio clip right there and, and get it out to 50 Cent to see what he can make happen. <laughs> yes. Yes, I'd love that. All right, Dude. I'm gonna do my best. That would be sick. <laughs> Guarantee I fucking slap him at the face to face. I mean, maybe he'll dominate me, but I'm getting one good fucking stocked and slapped in there. Right, I'll fly out and coach you. Yo, we'll get this. Yeah, I, I I'm confident. We are going to make this happen. Ah, oh, that'd be sick. <laughs> Maybe it's a dumb confidence. Like, I'm small, but I just think, like, <laughs> I just think you're, like, rich. A lot of celebrities are short. Yeah, he was friends realize. with Mayweather a long time. Mm. Probably picked up something. Yeah, Mayweather might train him. I don't I don't know. I, I just think people become soft. Right, the wealthier, he's, he's probably more focused on vitamin water and that show power, you know? But you would still All pick right. Drake. Right now. Yeah, I hate his fucking emo Degrassi bitch. Like, I think it would be fun to fight him. All right, all right, that's fair. Uh, I don't know if I get a hold of Drake, but I think I get 50 Cent. Yeah. So let's start with him, and then we could, you know, if, if you take out 50 Cent, then we can move up to Drake, you know? Be like, <laughs> what? <laughs> let's do it. You know? It's a good trajectory. Right. Let's do it. And then what about after Drake? Where do we go from there? Shit. Are you still asking me? Kyrie Irving. Oh, there we go. He's got his plan. Yeah, I want to fight because flat earth bullshit. Like, you're an idiot. <laughs> you know, like, I want to fight you too. You're a fucking idiot. Yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I would definitely fight Kyrie Irving. Uh, <laughs> All right. So, uh, we, we got that list. Um, you also have a pretty pretty good interview list going on your podcast. Mm-hmm. You had some, some legit fighters. Any uh, dream guests you'd want to interview on your podcast? That's a great question. That's a good question. Yeah. Why don't you take that, Arturo? Uh, dream guests. Man, I feel, I feel like we've had some guests that I've already really been big on. Um, I like to catch up with just some of these guys that I used to train with. Uh, the biggest guest that I would like to talk to, probably Israel Adesanya. Yeah, he's my favorite fighter at the moment. Uh he's all the way in New Zealand. So it's like, when will I get a chance to even talk to this guy? You know, it, and just yeah, his pedigree is just so high. He just feels like he's fighting in the matrix. I would love to talk to that guy. He's also yeah. interested in a lot of like anime and stuff. I don't know. I just found a lot in common with this guy. Nice. Yeah. Hey man, it takes, it takes one email. Yeah, that's, tr- that's true. You know, that's true. never know. 
Yep. I want to interview Vladimir Putin. Whoa. He's a black belt in judo. And yeah, he leads wars. So I feel like that's the ultimate form of fighting. It's like, I want to, I would love to interview him. Like, yo, what, assuming that they have to actually answer, I would love to know what he's like thinking about like global dominance. You know, like it's like just levels of fighting. Like, I think that's, but if it it was like a fighter, like maybe somebody like BJ Penn used to be like me and Arturo's favorite fighter back in the day. Anybody from the past is just like kind of awesome to see, you know? So any, any former UFC guy or, MMA dude. Yeah. Dream guest, Vladimir Putin. That's good. Very good. Um, So where do you see Philosophy of Fighting podcast? Where do you see it in a year from now? That's a good question. Um, I think we're still talking. We're still getting a lot of guests on that are helping us out, just kind of talking, shooting the shit about a lot of MMA things. But I do think uh, Instagram and social media builds up as well. And I think we're, I'd love to see a year from now if we actually can help move the needle in terms of the public's perception on fighter pay. I think that would be really cool. That's a good goal to have. Yeah. Um, yeah, just collecting more fans, showing people like a little bit of a different side of martial arts, you know, like, and fighting, just talking about different forms of fighting and bringing it together and kind of being like a cool source like building like a good community mm-hmm. of like like-minded people and like one thing i love about our instagram is like it's not necessarily just fans of the sport but it's like people that are fighters like we have so many like black belts blue belts and like mm. sambo boxing like different people and i think like it's like cool they all kind of come together and we'll post something and they'll be oh, that fight changed my life. Or this guy is like, I know this guy from training and they give like a little inside story. And yeah, just like a good authentic resource. Like I, I would love that. Like, and yeah, if we could make a little bit of money in the process, like selling rash guards or something, like that would be kind of cool to help like uh, compensate for some of the time we put in. Okay. That would be great. And uh, how about five years from now? Any long-term goals for a podcast? We just have lots of merch and we have press passes and we could interview any fighter we want. Cause at that time, like if say our goal at the end of a year, I think would be having 10,000 followers on the Instagram. So assuming, and they're good followers, not like fake. I would love if we had 50,000 in five years. Okay. We, if we maintain that same average and I think at 50,000, we could pretty much interview any up and coming fighter because we, we would be able to provide enough clout for them. For sure. And I think all those up-and-coming fighters within five years would either be champions, and so they would know us. And so, like, we would have a community of people that actually respect us as, like, semi-journalists or something. That would be the dream if it continued to go as is. And we'd be friends with these people. That would be cool. Like, oh, yeah. 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 We, we joke a lot that uh, our followers are like pound for pound, probably the toughest followers on Instagram. <laughs> I mean, it, it'd be hard to argue that. Yeah, we do have a lot of, uh, I feel like most people that follow us train and fight to some degree. And you're like, yeah, I never really thought about that. I don't know how we came to think about that, but like, damn, yeah, our followers are tough. Yeah. M- maybe I'll unfollow you this way. That can, that trend could be true. <laughs> no, like, no, you're part, you're, you're, you're part of it, Greg. <laughs> All right. You know, I, I don't want to break that trend, but I'll, I'll just work out more. That's it. You know, I'm yeah, you start training more. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to have to do my upside down sit ups. Yeah. 
<laughs> ultimately that was like my foremost goal is to be able to maybe convince anyone to pick up a martial art at some point mm. yeah that's that, like an yeah mm -hmm. yeah and i've been able to do that and i would like to continue that all right and uh two more things so you said you want to kind of get that needle going and get these fighters the pay that they deserve mm -hmm. which they definitely deserve more than they get how can like we put these guys on the map how can we get them noticed more how can uh i i know it's out there but it's not you know like the nfl or mlb or nba like mm -hmm. what could be done to really get these guys the recognition that they deserve uh you just basically give them more attention really like uh just give them even how many instagram followers a fighter has impacts what their contract is going to look like you know, like how popular they are, how much they, they're listened to. It, it, so I do think those things matter. Like there's certain fighters that, that are allowed a little bit more losses because they're more personable. The fans have more connection with them. So I think the more fighters get connected with their fans and the more fans try to reach out and connect with their fighters, these guys have pretty volatile jobs and they're risking a lot for entertainment. So I think just overall awareness and think for fans just support your fighters yeah man if i give them a follow send them messages it helps and a lot of a lot of fighters make a lot of their money from personal sponsorships or running seminars like that's one of the coolest things about like mm -hmm. mma like you like a fighter they may like do a seminar where they teach you moves and like fighting technique and that's like you don't get that in other sports, like where you can have a catch with Eli Manning, you know, like you could, but like in fighting, you could be like, oh, Henzo Gracie has a seminar happening, you know, or like just something cool. And so go to one of those, you know, you spend a hundred bucks, you'll never forget it. You help him in his career and pay the bills. They definitely have merch you can buy, buy a t-shirt of a dope ass fighter. Yeah, those things would help, man. Cool. All right. So that's the way to uh get out there and help these guys oh and a lot of these fighters when they're getting big they're fighting in regional fights that are small and they need their friends to come yeah so you you buy a ticket and you watch them right and you do yeah. that like like if the ufc knows you could bring two thousand people to a city like to come out and watch you fight they'll maybe sign you mm -hmm. at that point you know you bring that value Really? Yeah, I, de I definitely think uh, supporting going to a local fights is a pretty good thing to do. You'll definitely be entertained for sure. All right. So uh, so where can people find you guys? Atara Noop, where can they find you personally? Where can they find the podcast? How they do they reach out and uh, contact? They can find us on Instagram at philosophy underscore fighting, or they can find us on pretty much where every podcast streams. If you're listening to this, wherever you listen to that, it's probably also there too. For sure. So, and you uh, can you can find me at 204 Lindenwood Road in <laughs> Staten Island, New York. And I'll fight you. <laughs> All right. Well, Tara, our first ever two-time interviewer guest, Ta for sure. Anoop, you're welcome back anytime you want. Right on, man. This was so much fun. Thank you. Oh, man, this is hysterical. There's a reason why you guys have this chemistry going and why you're that five-star podcast that we're not. <laughs> hysterical. It is. It's absolutely, like, just hilarious to listen to it.
every episode. Thank so you, man. That means keep doing your thing and keep teaching us the ways and getting the word out about fighting because it's the way to go to keep things. I feel like that's how people can get their negativity out in the right way mm-hmm. as opposed to other things they resort to. Oh, mm-hmm. I did have one question for you. All right. Well, that's about all the time we have, guys. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. Shoot. Uh, so, so you asked us like how we would like to like basically finish someone. So I'm going to yeah. ask you if you're like, all right, if, I think I know the answer knowing you, but if you have one finishing move, just like in wrestling, okay. but you're like, no, I can, I can get a guy with this. Mm-hmm. What would be your finishing move? Like, how would you ideal scenario to end the fight? Is sweet chin music ideal? Yes, mm. <laughs> that's exactly what I thought you were gonna do, and I love that answer. That's actually been one of my goals: okay. is to hit sweet right chin to music. the face. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. And that's how I'll take out Big Bird, all six <laughs> foot five of him, super kick right to his uh, face. That'd be great. We got to make that. Yeah, make yeah. it happen. Yeah, I, I'll be the yeah. undercard to to a noop in Fifty Cent. <laughs> that'd be great he's flexing yeah. right now i don't know if you he can tell flexing. but he's flexing yeah i don't <laughs> <laughs> stretching flexing yeah. well noob you're the man you're hysterical thank you for your uh input right on man thank you for yeah. having us thank you for helping us in the beginning and yes. yeah man hey real quick so so uh, any advice to to new podcasters that want to start out there because you kind of just recently got things going and um hey you could always hit us up i guess there's a lot yeah. to it there's way more to it than i thought yeah. not that i thought i thought there was a lot to it but i guess it depends you, you gotta edit you gotta find somewhere that's gonna release your podcast everywhere and hmm. yeah there's a lot to it but i guess yeah. i guess my, my, my best advice would be um do a few run throughs first before you're like, don't just like record and be like, all right, we're going to release this one straight out there. I'd say like, test it out, test the waters, record it, listen to it, do it a few times, see what you like, didn't like. I think that would be helpful. Me and Arturo did three episodes before we released anything. Like we would mm. talk Sunday night planning an episode and we do it. And then we we're like, eh, like, you know, we just didn't like release it. And then yeah. I think after the third time, like the fourth time, we're like, all right, that one was good. And then like we warmed up mm-hmm. and I think it also helps to have a yeah, partner. Are you doing it alone or not? Like Arturo's very good at editing and like doing some of the audio stuff. Like I try to help more a little bit with like the Instagram stuff. So like, mm-hmm. I guess know your strengths, you know, and like yeah. go into those strengths. And then I also had a really good friend, Andrew Lenning, that really helped me set up the microphone and the audio stuff. Like that was the stuff like I'm really stupid with technology. And so I would say like, if you, have like a couple hundred bucks or something like maybe just treat that as an investment like pay for it and then you kind of will feel professional maybe if you have like the tech and everything set up and then it's just kind of like all right just go do it awesome i'll tell you this i've heard this and this known to be true 75 percent of podcasters who start up don't make it past the first few episodes Oh, hey. so we're, we're in the 25 percentile Heck of, yeah. Uh, yeah and that that's that's a study out there that has been proven that's so keep awesome. doing your thing Heck and yeah. uh, keep growing and don't forget about us little people when you make it big. <laughs> yeah. Never forget you. All right. And uh, when, when, when I start training, I know who I'm coming for. Yeah. Yeah, brother. Let's train a little. Yeah. 
You, you yeah, ain't gonna hurt me, are you? No, I can't. I'm not even that good. Let's just, <laughs> let's just roll and have fun. All right, let's do it. You got let's a big yard, man. You have the perfect space. Just put some mats yeah, down. Just roll. Hey, hey my, my my new thing on this podcast, I'm gonna try to do like anything and everything for a week, and this way I can like come in and report back on it. Ooh. Oh, that's good. So, yeah, you should that, do that. That's what I want to do. Yeah, that's cool. You know what? That that works really well with the name. Anything goes. Like you should yeah. do it. You so I'll do that's... anything for one week and report back that's in an episode. Sick. So if you want to train for a week, just promise you won't mess up this money maker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't let no, him. Never. There's a new no, gym yeah. opening up in Staten Island, Henzo Gracie, uh, Staten Island, under new ownership. Uh, it's gonna come in November. Dedicate a week in November, you know. Like, did I have the... like a free one week trial I could do? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure right. they have I a free. Wanna... They have a free first class, but we'll right. talk to them. We'll try to figure something out. Maybe say you're doing a podcast, or you only want to do it for one week, and it's like one an experiment, week. and you're gonna talk about it. I think I think they'll allow it. We talk to yeah, them. Huh? I'll help pay like a little donation fee, and you know, you it'd be a busy week for you, but I think it'd be perfect timing. You come back from work right? Maybe you're driving through the island at five, you train from like five to seven and then go home, do that for a week, see how you feel. I'll do anything for a week. Oh, I would love this. You would make me so happy, Greg. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is the point of your podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You would make me so happy. Yeah. Yeah, How long is the training session? Two hours, you said? Yeah, like an hour and a half, two hours. I'm just saying you'd also like, you know, you'd be sweaty, change your clothes, like you give yourself some time before you get back to your kids, you know? But as long yeah. as Alex is okay and like you can have those like three hours for that week, you know, if, like if extra. it's for the podcast. I mean, it's for the podcast. What, what is she going to say? The podcast. What is she going to say? She doesn't know jujitsu. Yeah, okay. yeah. You go do it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you could do it for a week. One of us got to do it for a week. <laughs> so it's, it's you and me. You decide. Yeah. <laughs> when's this gym opening um ho- hopefully like by october they just got the space they have to like put the mats in and do some stuff but yeah so i haven't been training for a little bit like i've been training like in, in random gyms and you know like people's garages for a little bit but I'll, yeah. i'm gonna get back to training consistently um yeah it'll be a ton of fun you should come are very you, good are, gym are very you, good people are you gonna go for that week yeah, I'm, I, I need sad. to I need to He'll catch up a lot. <laughs> I really feel like I would have been a purple belt if I didn't have my not. A, I wouldn't be a purple belt yet, but I'd be closer. Like if the pandemic didn't happen. And uh, yeah, I'm kind of just itching to catch up, make up for like some lost time. All right. So that's it. And then now when this happens, I'm going to come on your podcast and tell you and tell you. My yeah, yeah, that's a that's All good. Right. That's perfect. That's perfect. Yes. All right. So that's it. It's set. If, if, right. you, if we say we got to do it. Yes, we have to do it. Yes. Sure. And, and the inspiration comes from the philosophy of fighting. So when the Anything Goes podcast comes to an end because I'm no longer able to talk. <laughs> <laughs> so I got hit too many times. Well, it'll be just jujitsu. Oh, okay. So, so uh, you can still get hit a little bit, but. Yeah. Love tennis. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you, are they going to like, I have a separated shoulder. Am I able to, to train with that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Dude, there's like 70 year old guys that drain and stuff like. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I want to spot with them. Craig, are you making excuses already, bro? No, 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 Separated no, no. shoulders and stuff, no, man. I want to spot with the 70 year olds. No, yeah. no, no, no. You're, you're sparring with me. 
and everybody. <laughs> All right, I'm with it. Let's yeah. do it. Well, thank you guys for being uh, on the on the podcast. Thanks, Thanks for so having us again, man. And you know, anytime you guys want to come on and talk, you're more than welcome to. Open invitation forever. All right. Yeah. Sounds like a plan, man. Let's let's definitely have a geography one. I could, yeah. I could, yeah. Let's, let's do Me it. Too. I'd love to do that. Listen, educate us all around. It's important. Exactly. For sure. All right. Atar Anup, the philosophy of fighting. Check it out. The podcast. Hit them with that five-star review. Keep them going. Yeah. Uh, if, if you're ever upset in a bad mood, you want to do a one-star, come to the Anything Goes podcast with Greg. Knows, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as far as the five-star positivity, send it their way. They deserve it. They're doing their thing. Right so, on. Thank you right. so much. Thanks, yeah. guys. And we'll talk soon. And we're going to report back when I do this one week training. I uh, will do. I'm so excited right. for this. Yes. Awesome. It's on. Uh, All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Later, man. Give Alex Bye-bye. our best. All right. We'll do. Hey, Alex. Yeah. Tell these fine-looking people where they can find us. Well, they could find us on Instagram at anythinggoespodny, on Twitter at anythinggoesny, and shoot us an email at agpodny at gmail.com. That's right. And y'all can listen to all of our episodes on any streaming platform where podcasts can be found. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review because anything goes. With Greg and Alex. Phone home, phone home, phone home! Thanks for listening to the Anything Goes podcast with Greg and Alex. See you real soon. Suckers.